0: this podcast is brought to you by australia's lgbtqia community media organization joy keep joy on air by becoming a member a subscriber or donate head to joy.org.au joy a diverse sound for a diverse community
1: the cubby house is a show about two cub identifying guys exploring the big and hairy issues in and around the bear community this
0: program is designed for a mature audience. It may contain adult themes, sex and drug references, and of course, course language. Listener discretion is advised.
1: And welcome to the 4th of March for 2013, I'm Cookie.
0: Hello, I'm Kevin.
1: And this is the Cubby House for another week, and thank you very much once again to the wonderful Amy for another Kiss My Art segment for this week. Tonight on the Cubby House, we have a very special guest who we've had on once before, and we've decided to give him a call back. It is the incomparable Dr. George Smith. Well,
0: hello. You need to turn his microphone on, Cookie. There you go. Well, well I was going to say Ooh.
1: hello to you later, but hello. Hello, hello. hello, hello. hello. So we'll be having a, a quick quiz with you and after our first track. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've
0: been thrown off, haven't you?
1: I'm just not with it today. Admittedly, I'm in a burnout stage, so if I don't talk a lot, don't expect too much out of me. And everyone will be thankful. So you start us off, Cookie, tonight with the Kink Corner. Yes. Now, for those who don't know, George is a, a pup as well as a doctor. So uh, we're going to be discussing with him what that means and how he identifies within that realm. Excellent. Then I'll be taking,
0: uh, uh, well, George will be taking us through a journey of the new exercise guidelines that have been released.
1: Um, He's also going to help us explain why once I've put on five kilos, I can do more damage to my body, such as compression of certain nerves, which has given me a lot of pain.
0: Excellent. Then you'll be taking us through a Geek Out session.
1: Well, Yes, yes. I just had a quick look through Gizmodo and uh, saw some interesting things that I haven't seen before that I'd like to explain. I'm worried already. Um, and then lastly, we have an
0: interview with the silver-tongued uh, songstress, Jade Leonard. Mm-hmm.
1: Something's coming up very special for her this coming next, uh, this fortnight. So. Excellent. But we do
0: have a discussion topic for tonight's show.
1: We do. It is, if I can get uh, my fingers working <laughs> Oh, you do. you're on talk. fire tonight. How do you get yourself out of a grumpy mood? You can catch us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the cubby house. And don't forget about Twitter. The username is
0: the cubby house, and our hashtag is chproject. So, usually this segment is filled by really personal questions that we give to our guest host. Oh, come
1: on. That was last year.
0: It was. And it's so, so 2012. Uh, Plus, we've kind of done it with Dr. George a couple of times now. Yeah, I'm sure we know everything there is to know. People are kind of over that. So, instead, we've replaced it with a quiz section. And especially for you, I've decided to go with... How well do you know the scientific discoveries of 2011? Oh, oh God help us. <laughs> yeah, God help us. <laughs> we both grown in our chairs. Yes, yeah, So you're, you're, it's Dr. George against Cookie. hmm Oh, dear. And it is multiple choice to make it a little bit easier for you. Thank you, dear. All right. So we'll kick it off. Number one. Experiments at the European Organization for Nuclear Research led particle physicists to discover... Sorry. To question the validity of the Standard Model of Physics. Lost yet? All right. Now, what was their surprising discovery? A, the Higgs boson or God particle thought to be responsible for giving matter its mass. B, neutrinos can travel faster than light. Or C, extra dimensions exist as predicted by superstring theory.
1: From memory, I heard something mentioned in news about answer A.
2: You say it's a Higgs boson? I'm thinking that A was in the news a lot, but I... Do understand that neutrinos can go faster than light? So you go B. I'm going B. George would be correct. Woohoo. Well done. All right. <sighs>
0: Number two. Japan's earthquake and subsequent tsunami killed more than fifteen thousand people and sparked a nuclear crisis. It also shifted the Earth on its axis. How far is Japan's island thought to have moved in the quake? A, two point four meters. Two, two point four centimeters. Or three, 2.4 millimetres? I'm going C. I will go B. You're both incorrect. It was 2.4 metres. Oh, that's a long way in Japan. That's quite a move anywhere. Number three, research in the... (laughs) This one's for George. Okay, research in the Emergency Medical Journal looked at whether songs can help guide people learning CPR. Which Mm. of these songs was found to be most successful? One, achy breaky heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. Two, staying alive by the Bee Gees. Or three, disco science by I'm going to try and pronounce it the Mewars. I'm
2: going to go B. Well, it was originally the research was done with a number of corn songs, but to keep the public happy, they actually ended up going with staying alive. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. You're staying both alive. correct, so you can both get a point.
0: Yay. All right. The world's population hit 7 billion in 2011. When does the UN predict it will reach 8 billion? A,
2: 2015, B, 2020, or C, 2025? Oh, I think 2020-ish. But the real question is, will each one of those people have their own blog? (laughs) (laughs) I I bet they will. We'll we'll
0: be able to check that, won't
2: we? I'm going to go 2015. 2015, and you go... Uh,
0: 2020. You're both incorrect. It's 2025.
2: <sighs> well, that's it. When you're a gay, you just don't reproduce. You don't care. Oh,
0: of course we do. Well, some of us. Right. Anyway, the Australian Brian Schmidt shared the Nobel Prize for Physics in his discovery that the expansion of the universe is accelerating. What is dark energy, the mysterious phenomenon thought to be responsible? A. Energy so dense that light can't scrape its. Go- Energy so dense that light can't escape its gravitation and thus can't be detected. B, an invisible substance thought to make up about 74% of the universe. Or C, the emission from high-speed collisions at subatomic scales
2: named tongue-in-cheek for its brightness. I'm going to go with A. I remember hearing something on the radio about this, but I was thinking it's, you know, kind of dark and light can't get out. And I know it's more than light space thing. My understanding. (laughs)
1: I'm inclined (laughs) to go see.
0: (laughs) You're both wrong. An invisible substance thought to make out about 74% of the universe.
2: Well, see, there you go. There you go. kind of, you know, partially right.
0: All right. Australian researchers were also rewarded for the more unusual research at the, I'm going to say, IG Nobel Prizes. Now, the IG Nobel Prizes honour achievements that make people laugh first and then make them think. Which of the following discoveries did not receive an award? at the IG Nobles and is in fact just made up one circus clowns were more feared than loved two red-footed tortoises don't yawn contagiously three species of beetle make love to beer bottles and four delaying trips to the toilet causes bad decisions so which one of these are made up
2: D is definitely true D is definitely true um, I'm going to go with the tortoises. Tortoises. Mm, I think I'll go see. You're both
0: wrong. It was incorrect that clowns were more feared than loved, which I don't believe at all. I don't agree with that. No, I've seen The
2: Simpsons. Clowns are scary. All right, all right, all right, right. Some clowns are scary. Yes.
0: Astronomers discovered a number of Earth-like planets in 2011 that were thought to be fit for life. What is the popular nickname for these planets? A, the Rapunzel planet <laughs> 2, the Red Riding Hood planet 3, the Hansel planet or 4, the Goldilocks planet
2: Goldilocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, I'm going to go with uh, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair
1: I'd be actually more inclined to go Hansel
0: you're both wrong. It's Goldilocks' planet. Oh. I picked
2: that specially oh, for, for you cubby guys. House. Oh, oh my god! I'm a
0: bad bear. Bad bear. <sighs> all right. All right. Last question. Scientists accurately estimated how many species there are on Earth, but roughly how many of 8.7 million species of animals have actually been cataloged? So, it's 8.7 million. How many of them have been cataloged? One. Five hundred mil- Sorry, five hundred thousand. Two, one million. Three, three million.
1: Or four, five million. Sorry, are you asking how much you want to...
2: Quiet available? you. One million species. <laughs>
1: I'd be inclined to go three million.
2: One million. What?
1: Oh, it's a tie. Cookie is correct. And ties. Oh, no.
0: We're going to have to wrestle again. <laughs> Yay. Lady kind disorder. Yay. Yay. Oh. Thank God it's radio. Thanks oh. for it's radio. Well done, guys. You guys have got our first tie on air. Well done. <laughs> we love our Australian artists, Tim.
1: Yes, yes. We know. We also love our Australian guests. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yes. Uh, Into the studio we have tonight Dr. George Forgan-Smith. Hello, sir. Well, hello. Now, I've... Over the past year, notice that you identify as a pup. Am I correct? Oh, yeah.
2: Absolutely, yeah. That's something I enjoy.
1: Now, in in that, we are explaining in the kink corner section here, mind you, that pup is used in a definition of role play.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, what does a pup mean to you? Um,
2: Well, it's an interesting crossover kind of genre when it comes to sort of kink in as much that it's a crossover between furries Mm -hmm. and you know that sort of animal identifying kind of side with S&M so you kind of get the benefit of both you get you know cool gear and stuff to play with but it's all for me it's it's just about relaxation and you know just being able to move away from the the wide focus that we have as a that a lot of people have during the day to just be able to focus on the now and relax and just have some fun and get a few tummy rubs as well
1: Okay. Do you psych yourself up in any particular way to get into that sort of headspace?
2: Um, well, in in the world, in the pup world, the headspace is probably one of the most talked about things. It's like it's like the um, the the mecca, the mecca of pup builders. They always talk about headspace, but but ultimately, it's just being really focused on what's happening now, being focused in on sensations or smells or sounds and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm I'm more about the the internal kind of stuff with that. But if you look at some of the the scenes and stuff that happen in America, they they're interested in this sort of stereotypical pup behavior where they're like chasing male men and stuff like that. Whereas for me, it, it, I don't particularly find that interesting. Um, for me it's more about accessing a more sort of canine behavior and for me, I've always been a doggy kind of person that if people piss me off, I bite them. I don't do that in real life. I swear to God. But, you know, that, <laughs> <laughs> that sort of, you know, yes. p- piss me off, I'm going to bark. And, you know, but it's about loyalty and it's about that sort of pack structure and things like that, which I really like. So is
0: there actually a pop community in Australia?
2: There is. It's a little bit um, all over the shop, though, because to be honest, it wasn't a really big thing for a long, long time. And certainly in Australia, it's, it's only just. Fledging to start, um, within America it's a lot more organised. There's uh, competitions that are that run at the same time as IML International Mister Leather, and they actually have their own sort of competition now, which happens at the end of the year. Um, but That sort of strength doesn't exist in Australia at the moment.
1: It's interesting you say that because when I went to America in 2010 and 2012, um, I went as part of Folsom and the first thing I heard was apparently there was a a huge kind of conglomerate of pups just kind of doing a bit of a a pack howl at the time. And then in 2012, I actually went and there was actually a stall set up like a a pup pen and actually had... um,
2: yeah, absolutely. And that, that's how I was Not introduced it. to it. Yeah. Um, I went to Dore Alley and there was a bunch of rubber dogs there who were just sort of being dogs doing all that stereotypical stuff. But I ended up chatting with a bloke who was really, really interesting. He was decked out in full leather and was wearing a, a leather hood and had the his master had his um, leash and stuff. And I sort of, you know, I'd been away for a while and I was I was missing my own bio dogs. That's the the real life thing. And, you know, and I said, hey, can I pet your dog? And he's, I had a really nice conversation with him and spoke to him for about, Uh, about half an hour and he was really sane and you know it was just a a very playful aspect sort of it's sort of s&m without too much of the pain
0: it sounds very very heavily role play based like father son or master slave there's just a role play aspect to it
2: well there's elements of that when you go into it you you are going in to say well i am what i would like to achieve from this play tonight it could be you know to be more dog-like or stuff like that so you know there's space in there for you to be able to do your heart's desire i suppose yeah i I think one of the big misconceptions about pup play is that 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 it's been tied to to bestiality and that's really not the case um and i think that's a really important thing to differentiate is that people are very careful with that um in the same way that father-son play doesn't explicitly mean pedophilia. It's Hmm. just, you know, it's just taking on elements of something and being able to go in and enjoy it and just have fun. It's
0: basically having fun with your sex, not, you know, just limiting yourself to the boring old dry stuff.
2: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Or or in in saying that, pressuring yourself into situations which you can't relax in.
2: Very well said. And it's also, it's gear focused. Oh boy, it's gear focused. So there's (laughs) plenty of stuff. If you like buying gear, this is the way to go. I like rubber. So for me... Rubber is, you know, that's kind of fun. I suppose I'm a bit of a rubber dog.
1: I suppose in the same way that I enjoyed going into Bunnings to build more and more in my dungeon, you would enjoy potentially going to a pet store to buy a new play toy.
2: Ah, ah. (laughs) Bad step for young players here. Mm. A lot of people, they go and buy dog bones from a dog store. These are not made for humans. Humans don't run around collecting balls in their mouth. That's how you lose teeth. <laughs> this is the problem. When when people come in and they try to do this stereotypical stuff, It they, they just go, I don't understand. I, you know, I lost a tooth and now I feel like crap. And, you know, I, I bit this thing and it was just stupid. In the same way, there are some pups in America who say that they, they got really angry and they wanted to bark at somebody at the street or they wanted to bite somebody on the street. And that's just bullshit. You know, you're not going to change from a human you are a human pretending to be a dog you can't change human law and you can't change human behavior so it's a little bit silly to say that you know i'm going to do some crazy dog thing when it just sounds like you're looking for an excuse to to do something silly and that's that's not really good sounds like people really need to do their research
0: where can people actually find proper information about this sort of thing
2: well um there's a number of places you can go within australia there's two websites there's cirrus pup S I R I U S dot uh pup net. That is um, one of the local sort of packs of which I happen to be part of yep. here in Australia. Um, I've got a, another website called the Happy Pup. Dot com where you can learn about gear i like to talk about gear um, certainly within america there's lots of things and a really good place to start would be SEPAH, s-e-a-p-a-h which is seattle pups and handlers um, that's run by a really nice guy um pup gadget and his partner um, bass yukon and they have some really good quality information there there's a number of um, facebook groups as well they're hidden um, but if you look around it's not hard to find pups on Facebook. Try typing in the word, I don't know, pup. You might find a few. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for
0: coming and having a chat with us about that. Absolute yeah. pleasure. We'll have you on for a few more things, though. So you don't get Indeed. to go just yet. Indeed. Oh, okay. But we have a question
1: that we're going to be going through the whole show. And one of those ways, obviously, for some, is acting as a pup. But we would like to know, how do you get yourself out of a grumpy mood? Check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash The Or you can catch us on Twitter at The Cubby House with hashtag CHProject. And with The Cubby House on Joy 94.9, we have Dr. George Forgan Smith joining us. And this time, as a doctor role. <laughs> yes. Not a
2: role play, real role.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. Right, so the Australian National Medical Research Council, mouthful recently released a suggestion that exercise needs to be increased to about 60 to 90 minutes a day to prevent the current obesity epidemic. As noted at news.com.au, at least ni- 60 to 90 minutes of activity a day are required to prevent weight gain in previously obese people, according to a new official dietary guidelines released today. Australians have also been told to cut the consumption of white bread, high-fat milk, hot chips, takeaway food, and cakes and biscuits, amid warnings that 85% of males and 75% of women will be obese by 2025. The nation's peak medical body, the National Medical Research Council, says we need to eat more vegetables, fruit, whole grains, fish, and low-fat dairy products. Now, I'm, I'm actually really bad. I had takeaway fish and chips for dinner tonight. So. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Having said that, I'm getting Oops. better. I can actually have actually started to get into a routine where my partner and I, who we now live together, um, are actually making our lunches before we leave, as opposed to running around getting takeaway every. Dave, try that. But George, just I just start. wanted to ask you: What is the current definition
0: of obesity in
2: Australia? They're, well, you know, anyone that's bigger than your doctor. No, <laughs> seriously though. Okay, the, if we're going to get to brass tacks, the, the, the official definition of obesity is to have a BMI or body a mass, body mass index of 30 or more. So to translate that, body mass index is basically your um, weight divided by your height squared. So to put that into real terms, if you're 180 centimetres you are obese or you are considered obese if you are 97 kilos or more. But
0: by that definition, I'm obese.
2: Yeah, this is a problem because it doesn't take into account a number of things. Mass is includes muscle, muscle weighs more than fat, and a number of other things. So for this reason, there are better definitions of obesity, because we know that there is an association with some health problems, but it's not necessarily with the actual weight. It's mm. more to do with waste. So I think one of the best definitions within Australia is to have, we're aiming for guys to have a waist measurement of 94 centimetres or less, because we know that fat's kept within the tummy and in situations like that it actually does increase the risk of a number of different things heart disease colon cancer um Metabolic syndrome that's associated with diabetes and liver dis- derangements and stuff like that.
0: Excellent. Now, do you think that perhaps the role of exercise is overemphasized when it comes to weight loss?
2: It depends on what you mean by exercise. So, for many people, they believe that, you know, when you get onto one of those exercise bikes, they have this magic machine that computes how many calories you burnt mm. by sitting on there. Exercise isn't about burning calories because if you want to lose weight, you've got to do that in the kitchen. That's eat less. And eat right Um, but the exercise component does a number of things not just burning fat but it also sets up your body's hormones to work more efficiently and one of the biggest hormones associated with obesity is insulin Mm. high levels of insulin is associated with high blood sugar and needing to pull that down insulin brings sugar out of the blood and into the muscles where it can be burnt If you continue to eat foods that are high in sugars, and that's basically anything that's white and starchy, so that's bread, rice, potatoes, and pasta, they're the sort of things that push blood sugar up. So you need more and more and more insulin. After a while, your pancreas goes, you know what? I just can't deal with this anymore. So to be diagnosed with diabetes, which means that you can't control your blood sugar anymore, that means that 90% of the cells in your body that produce insulin don't exist anymore. So it's irreversible. So what this is really about, what the exercise is about, is making your body use insulin more efficiently so your pancreas will be able to breathe and have some space to do its job. So it
0: sounds like there's a heavy amount of what you actually eat that actually is more important.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. If you buy your food in the aisles of the shopping center, it's not nearly as good as buying your food around the edges of the shopping center. The good food is around the edges, not in the aisles because if it's in the aisles it's highly processed and probably made of white flour
0: it's an interesting concept it is now a couple of really quick questions if we can try and keep this short because we're running out of time but (laughs) (laughs) um, do you feel that on average our society or our mental image of healthy and sexy for men is skewed in favor of the muscled or toned physique
2: um, yeah it's changed it's now more muscu- um a, a muscular toned body is considered more sexy if you if you judge that by um, newspapers and um, advertising advertising and- yeah
0: now do you think that in the bear community it is the exact opposite
2: that our view of healthy and sexy is skewed
0: in favor of bigger guys
2: yes and no within the bear community I can see that there are two different groups there's the Chubs and the chasers, so the bigger guys and their admirers. But you know, let's have a look at a at a you know if you go to the average bear event, what do people do before the event? <gasps> they go on a diet. It's like, well, if that's supposed to be about being comfortable with your body, why do people go on a diet before a bear event? Um, it's one of those interesting things. But if you look at any of the bear um, adult video production houses. The sort of people that they have, with the exception of one or two, is usually muscle bears, those big guys um, that people are looking at, the big muscular guys, not necessarily the big chunky guys.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you very much for coming on and having a chat with us. That's okay. Um, I do have to ask though Where can people find out more information?
2: Well, I just happen to run a blog. <gasps> really? Thehealthybear.com. Wow. Yeah. Can we have that again? Thehealthybear.com. Excellent. Thank yeah. you. And what kind of things can people find on there? All sorts of information. I like to talk about health in, from a men's perspective, um, sexual health and mental health and anything in between.
0: Excellent. Well, once again, thank you very much. And we'll have you on for the rest of the show
1: as well. Okay, Indeed. why not?
2: <laughs> now,
1: George, I just had a quick question. Yes. Obviously, because I've now considered I've got a, a nerve com, uh, impact injury. Five mm-hmm. um, Five kilos. What what difference would five kilos over say a summer period that if you've been partying like I have? Um, oh, you
2: party animal, you!
1: I eat a lot of food. Shut up!
2: Is it like party pack at KFC or um, what? I'll try try that?
1: Multiply by about a week.
2: <laughs> oh, come well, on! There's something. Now, you need look, to stop. let's get to the point here. So, what does it do to your body? It, well, it can make a big big difference because in blokes we tend to put the fat around our tummy so for your lower back that increases the amount of stress on the lower back makes it bend forward a little bit and that increases the pressure on the discs in the lower part of the back so you can get issues with lower back pain you can get issues with compression of nerves stuff like that five kilos can make a big difference on knees and ankles if you're running mm-hmm. i don't recommend people run if they weigh more than 85 kilos it's too stressful on the body
1: yeah yeah thanks from running
2: well, I'm exempt from running. Well, you can walk, you can walk, you can go to water aerobics, there's lots of stuff you can do. But interestingly, that five extra kilos of fat is metabolic, and it actually is very, very active in the body. And the interesting thing is, we often think, I eat too much, and that makes me fat. But it's actually, the fat in your body increases the hormones that make you hungry, because all of the energy is being sucked into the fat and the rest of your body is being starved. So you tend to eat more and more and more and more. So the exercise is good because it helps rebalance, reset that metabolism and get everything running well again.
0: That's a bad cycle if you're a stress eater as well. Oh, yes. I think that's
2: probably
1: more so why I've been eating than partying. Yeah, you don't see many
2: obese um, stress walkers. So walk it out. Walk it out if you can. Okay, Okay. Or get a dog. Walk your doggy. Oh, so that, that kind of
1: drags into a, a good mental state as well, I guess.
2: Absolutely. It's it's about, you know, being kind to yourself, being good. And, you know, the things that make me happy when I'm grumpy is walking the dogs. I may not start the dog walk happy, but by the end of it, I'm like kind of mellow and kind of chilled. And, you know, it's just about being good to yourself and looking after yourself. Excellent. Yeah.
1: If you want to suggest something else, maybe that... Uh dr george hasn't mentioned as to ways to get yourself out of a grumpy mood
0: that is a brilliant segue cookie now you
1: need to do that all the time stop interrupting me during (laughs) the brilliant segue, and i will you can join us on facebook and twitter facebook is at facebook.com forward slash the cubby house and twitter at the cubby house hashtag ch project here on the cubby house joy 94.9 and i think we've got a thing from gizmodo in this segment
0: Exploring the world keeping you jacked in and turned on. That's right, get your geek on. Thank you for that pre-recorded message. <laughs> I can't believe how sexual that actually was. It wasn't meant to be sexual, was supposed to be geeky, but okay.
1: I'm sure... He- Can be a sexy, geeky thing. Anyway, from the land of Gizmodo, it brings you a few interesting things to talk about this week. Uh, And if you want a new twist to the same cork itch, the company Pelcor has designed a few new items from material that keeps wine tasting good. Something more... Can you? Re- <laughs> <There>. <laughs> Try I need my glasses Try again uh, Yeah, that keeps wine tasting into something more than a good explosion of taste It seems cork is becoming a fashion trend From handbags and wallets to shoes and umbrellas So when, it's, when the waiter says, can I take your umbrella for you? I would wonder if, if there's an upright corkage charge
0: Oh, really? You're going for dad jokes?
1: LeBron James, one of the best basketball players in the world, upon winning an NBA championship, actually got a pair of shoes made from cork. Besides it being breathable, it's also recyclable. How are you playing pool? Can't work out the angles you need for that sharp snooker? Pool Live Aid is a project by Louis Sousa, Richard Alves and JMF Rodriguez from the University of Algrave uh, in Portugal. They actually designed a system that uh, uses a camera to help you line up the ball and actually displays the line you actually need to hit the ball that you want.
0: So when you're actually playing on the table, it displays a line for where the ball is going to go. It's like a laser light that
1: shows you what angle you need to hit it on mm. and it actually predicts based on where you, you cue where the ball is which angle you're about to hit it on Very clever. however it doesn't predict if you hit the ball under the midpoint and have it the ball jump off the table To <laughs> see the laser like, line disappear don't into you think nowhere that
2: the, 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 the lesbian pool sharks will get a little bit pissed off if you turn up with a caravan of lasers
1: I don't know, but that would be an interesting... Oh my
2: gosh, I can just
0: see we're going to turn this into a nightclub effect where it's got different laser effects on the, ga- possibly, on the board. Possibly,
2: this is why possibly, the gays don't play pool. Hey! So, uh, we do play pool I'd very well, Take thank that you. back. I'm, we will challenge you.
1: I love my pool. Um, anybody who uses a computer? No. We're, yes, yes, we go into this one. Uh, you are more likely to know when a warning dialogue box, warning dialogue box pops up. Because you can probably see the smoke starting to fume from the user.
0: Or the screen being thrown out the window.
1: Uh, That's kind of step two. Um, Imagine if you had sticky notes that you could custom make your own messages to get your colleagues' attention. Well, guess what? You can. For $5 US, you can get a pad of warning and error messages in a blue screen of death folder cover. Revenge is now a dish best served in
0: paper. So these are little sticky notes that you can stick on people's desks to say, error,
2: error, you must get this report done.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Or oh. stop smoking at your desk. Stop leaving breadcrumbs. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can right. get those those Facebook like stamps as well. Yes. I've seen those floating around. Really? Yeah, it's kind of sad.
0: I can't wait to see a business with that actually using that. That'd be amazing. Mm. Yeah.
1: And that's Get Your Geek On for this week. You're on The Cubby House. You're with the of House for a few more minutes here on Joy 94.9. Thank you very much to Dr. George who's been uh, joining us this whole show.
2: Absolute pleasure.
1: Now, we have been asking the question from you tonight. How do you get yourself out of a grumpy mood? And we have had some wonderful responses. We
0: have. Ash, another regular, has uh, written in saying, Listening to Fuel's Bad Day tends to help for some reason, partly because it's a good song and partly because it makes you realise that it's happening
1: to everyone. Uh, Karen's messaged in chocolates and lots, and lots of chocolates. lots
0: of people eat chocolate and Marcus another repeat um, offender has written in saying I actually retreat into myself I let my head sort out um, by listening to music just getting through
1: the self analysis for a few days is the tricky part though I think we mm. can all agree with that indeed thank you for all your responses if you'd like to contribute to the conversation you can join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the cubby house we are Tweetering, twittering and twoting.
0: Oh, you're so hip and cool! I know.
1: Uh, throughout the week, at uh, uh, Twitter. It is the Cummy House with a hashtag CH Project. And Dr. George, your podcast, uh, your blogs,
2: thehealthybear.com. And Come and join me. I'm on Facebook uh, again, the Healthy Bear, and mm-hmm. on Twitter. You'll never guess it. The Healthy Bear. <laughs> nice
0: and uniform. I like that. You
2: uh, had to get in fast. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yes, very much so. Well, thank you very much,
1: and thank you. And thank you to Jade, and thank you for listening. Uh, coming up straight after us is Christian with The Vixen Hour. You've been listening to The Cubby House. We'll catch you next Monday here on The Cubby uh, on Joy, 24.9. <laughs>